live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company. I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off, if I'm being honest. Shotgun snapped. The Colts bring a blitz. He off his back foot. Lobs for the end zone for Adams. Knocked away. No flag. Stephon Gilmore was step for step with the Pro Bowler. And the Raiders link here at home are going to lose to the Colts. And Jeff Saturday in his first career game as a head coach. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, very serious music, very dark weekend apparently. Willie Ramirez is here at Twin Peaks. Not dark here. We're loving it, getting ready for Monday Night Football. Eagles are playing. Eagles are playing. That's all I'm going to say. Eagles are playing. Unnamed opponent. Eagles are playing. Happy hour going down. Select appetizers, two, four, and six bucks. Big beers, 22 ounces, under $4. Mateo's helping us out. Willie is the company today. What's up, Willie? You look chipper, upbeat, fun weekend of football to cover. Football? Was there football this weekend? That music, you know, by the way, you brought up the music. You know what I was thinking of? I was sitting there bobbing my head. I was picturing the scene in training day yeah. where Denzel's pulling the appliances out with Ethan Hawke, and they're going up the stairs. They're at Smiley's place. You remember the music that was playing? Sure. Yeah, that was a good scene. But anyway. Um, yeah, Raider season, just like training day. Not really, and probably no reason to jungle? cry. <laughs> probably no reason to cry. Uh, we'll get to the crying. I'm not a person who handles crying well. You're the second person in about 20 minutes that I'm, I'm guessing is, is – is, well, the person that I was talking to on the phone on the drive down here was like, crying? What? I didn't say that. I just said $35 I don't. $35 million? It's a game. Yeah. I don't deal with crying well. Uh, but we'll get to Derek Carr because that's not, that's not the whole story here. Raiders lose again. Missed opportunities. 25-20 against Jeff Saturday, who just came off the analyst desk at ESPN, making it further embarrassing. Matt Ryan beats him, who's pulled off the scrap heap. The last coach, Reich, thought... Ryan was pretty much done, wasn't playing him. Saturday has the magic touch, the instincts to get Matt Ryan in there, and Matt Ryan played okay, well enough to get a win. A team that was reeling against a team that is reeling, and the Colts come away with the victory, and the themes are about the same for this game as many of the other games. We should mention a quick note. If they are building, and they are going to take a look now, because McDaniels won't call it rebuilding. I don't know what the difference is. But if they are looking at new players, guys on the roster, future, uh, they did put a claim in on Jerry Tillery, who was a 2019 first-round pick in the AFC West of the Chargers. Big Cat, 6'6", 295, had been playing horribly this year, just didn't pan out as a first-rounder. Maybe they can unlock something, but that may be the theme the rest of the season. And, you know, when we talk about close losses – UNLV lost another close game. That was on Friday, and they have had struggles the last two years winning games, those one-score games, and that's, Willie, that's the story this year for the Raiders. I don't know if they're playing a lot worse than they were last year. Probably a little worse, but they don't win close games. And last year, what'd they do? They won them all! Last year, they won almost every close game, and that's why they went 10-7. and And we bickered on the show about really what the Raiders were. You know, DVOA would say... Raiders are like 18, 19, 20, 21st 
ranked team in the National Football League. Well, you overcome that, the numbers, by making those 50-50 plays. And, man, they just haven't been able to make most of the 50-50 plays. What was it like yesterday? What was it like out there during the game and then and then afterwards? What was the mood like during the game? The energy was on high because of so many big plays that were made. And I think because of the Carr-Adams connection, um, the plays that Devontae Adams w- was were making – um, things he was turning, you know, no, turning nothing into something. Um, there, there were play. There was like the the trick play where he took the pass behind the line of scrimmage, and then everyone was covered. So he took off running, makes a spin move. I mean, he was he was electrifying the cloud, uh, the crowd, in his own right. Josh Jacobs was doing what he was, he does. So a lot of blue collar work, and the crowd was into it. The energy level was on high, but you know, there was just something, Steve, that was not right there was something that was lingering around like okay when is when are they going to punch it in when are they going to make that extra stop to go up by two scores when are they going to seize control of this game and it never happened so it you kind of felt like wow this is this is not going to end well at some point you sort of felt it and, it's, it's so, you and, know, and, it's, wait, 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 let me finish real quick. Let me finish real yeah. quick. Because I am the Ari play the sound back. I am the pat myself on the back. I am going to say that for the first time this season, after after because last week I was going to write a story and I ended up not having time to do it, that, hey, let's stop blaming the defense when the offense stops working because of whether it's the offensive guru under the headset or car, whatever it is, right. the offense is playing 30 minutes, not 60. So the offense has to keep playing too. It's not all defense. The defense sucked yesterday. I was good. dead wrong. When it, I'm glad I didn't write that story. Maybe I should have. But, I, I mean, uh, I was wrong because that defense looked awful. Could not make a stop. And, and to your point about Matt Ryan being on the scrap heap, whatever Frank Reich thought, the bottom line is that since that guy came in the league 2008, he is ranked number one. In yards, 61,965 yards. That's in front of Brady. That's in front of Rodgers. That's in front of, I'm looking at the active guy, Stafford. He is number one in passing yards since he came in the league. So maybe he had a little bit of life left in him, and he just needed to manage the game properly with, oh, maybe somebody who had an idea of how to manage it under the headset. I was going to cut you off earlier just saying that the Friday game and the Sunday game were kind of mirror images in that. It seemed like, and the Raiders did have a, a nice long play for a touchdown to Devontae Adams, but it seemed like the Raiders were grind, 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 and then the Colts, when they needed to bounce back, were instant. Quick. 66-yard, 35-yard pass. Like, come on. And the same thing, UNLV, same thing. Um, Kid Cropper on Fresno State, 33-yard, catch and run, 66-yard, catch and run. That, that, to me, those are the debilitating plays. When it's a back-and-forth game, but the one team – is firing quickly, and you have to freaking grind your way to get field goals and come up a little bit short or, you know, get all the way down to the goal line. It's just, it just starts to freaking wear on you. And then it's, it's the little plays, man. you got to make tackles, and when you have an opportunity, you get a good strip here. I don't even know if it was a catch, but you get a good strip here on Pittman. The ball goes back eight yards. There's a Raiders player right there ready to pick it up, and instead of just falling on it, all of a sudden we're trying to scoop the freaking ball. He's back to pass here. Has an open Pittman at the 30. And it's dropped on the field. Raiders pounce on top of it. Buster just loses it. it. It's still loose. 
Pittman fell back on it. If it's a fumble, he got back on the football yes, field. Yes, he did. Just fall on the football. Oh, my goodness. Michael Pittman lost the football. It was loose, and Darian Butler was the only person there. Sam Webb battled it out of there with his right fist. It came bouncing backwards, and Butler Link was the only person there. The young man out of Arizona State's trying to rookie, he's trying to make a big play, has to learn. Just fall on the football. He tried to scoop it up. Pick, he went down the I, knee. And I thought slid. he fell on it and then tried to get up and run. And, and he lost, lost, it. lost it again. Scoop, not scoop, no score. And then eventually a score for the Colts. I asked McDaniels about it. Well, it, I, I want to hear his answer because you hear Lincoln Kennedy kind of lecturing him. That's a coaching point, isn't it? Get down to the ball. It's a Pop Warner coaching point. I mean, it's, it's something that's taught long before you get in the NFL, it's, especially in the situation that you're in. Even off of Josh McDaniels' explanation, which was, well, there are situations in which there's open, I will say there's he, open he, field he, and, he, you, you, and you think you can grab it. Or, but he, and, he, and then he said, well, he, maybe he didn't feel that the guys, were, the guys that were around him, they were close enough in the, in the middle of the action. But at that point, you need the ball back. Well, let, let's talk about the error. It's not only not falling on the ball, Willie. It's as he's scooping, he started to look. Yeah, looked away. He picked his head up because he's like, okay, I'm going to run. Where am I going? Like, you don't even have the ball yet. And, I, you know, I, I will give McDaniels credit. I haven't heard him do it. He, he will cover for his guys. Sure. But not all coaches do that. Like Mario Cristobal in college at Miami has been a complete horse's ass this year. Calling out guys for toughness and maybe they don't want to be hurricanes and all this. McDaniels does not blister his guys. Now, maybe there's some people out there who think he should. I don't think he should. I like that coaching style. But there are times when you don't call someone out individually where some people could read that as, hey, hey does the coach know what's going on right now? I don't, but others could look at it and go, hey, does, does he even understand what's happening here? Rip into the guy. Well, first of all, there's no need to rip into the guy to the media. But I also think that there is some rhyme or reason there. If you ripped into Butler for not falling on the ball in that situation, doesn't that come back to coaching? Like, shouldn't he know that? You could say, he. I just got done saying that's Pop Warner. I mean, you learn that in youth football. Fall on the ball. But still, there are times where if he were to rip into his players, you could say, okay, so at what point does this fall back on preparation? He was asked that yesterday. At what point you've got six one-score losses? At what point... Is this your fault? He says, "I, it, it's me. It is me. It starts with me. So he, he did sort of take when he was challenged a little bit in the press conference, he took some accountability. It starts with them. Let me ask you this real quick, and maybe we'll just we'll chew on this for a minute. For how many weeks on Mondays that we're out here, Steve, and I have continued to continue to continue to harp on one person saying, it starts where? You know, I think I may be saying this word, this phrase twice in the same show, same opening. Maybe I'm wrong. If it starts at the top, Steve. Mark Davis? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mark Davis made you, a mistake. 
Do you want Davis to read the riot act to McDaniels, and that'll straighten him out? Well, apparently the meetings that they've had that we've been reading, all the, the, the beat writers that love to tweet and go, Mark Davis just went into the locker room private with the conference group. Apparently McDaniels squashed that real quick today. or Yeah, he said, no, that happens every game, win or lose. We, have, we talk every game, so they already have a meeting. Um, but I'm just saying in general, maybe he made the wrong decision. I don't know. It's not looking great right now. So uh, that was a gigantic moment. And then, you know, the exclamation point is put on the lack of a fumble recovery after a good strip because the next play, the defense just didn't seem to recover mentally, and there's just missed tackles all over the place. Buying the throw, crossing pattern inside the 20 to go to the Colts 10 at the 5, and they will score a touchdown with Paris Campbell. That's a 36-yard crossing pattern all the way to the house for Paris Campbell. And the Colts are back on top as Paris finds Pater. Paris finds Pater, Colts Radio Network. Amik Robertson gets beat on the slant, and then Ole time for Anthony Averett. And Trevon Merrig, who has not had a good year. It's a good thing they got rid of Jonathan Abram. I mean, he's worse than Merrig. Well, he grades lower than pro football focus. So, you know, actually, it. Merrig does. Yeah. I know you love PFF, but Merrig actually does grade lower, but they're both below 50, which is not good for the season. I'm just saying, you know what? I will say this. I brought this up before the Tennessee Titan game, I remember. Even though they did end up scoring, they're, you're not going to stop. Derrick Henry, nobody. I mean, he's damn near impossible. But there was that long break breakout run. The one person who came from the opposite side of the field and caught him before he went in and said, "No, no, 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 you can go in from the from the one yard line." But I'm not going to let you break this run for a touchdown. Was Jonathan Abram? He caught him. So it's good. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he had a good attitude then, because the rest of the season it didn't seem like his attitude was that great. Not in the locker room. I know what you're getting at, but I'm just saying that that one move at a left field didn't solve anything because they just got beat by a crappy Colts team. Man. Lose to the Colts, lose to Jeff Saturday. We'll hear from Jim Irsay, I almost said Bob Irsay. Jim Irsay on the way back as he was gloating after the game. Just a crapola Monday as the Raiders now 2-7, and seven, and it's just the same thing every freaking week. And talking about where the buck stops and we're building and we're working in the process. All right! Get over to Twin Peaks in Henderson for Monday Night Football. Awesome food and drink specials. Plus, Cofield and Company's Willie Ramirez will have plenty of great prizes you can win. It's Monday Night Football at Twin Peaks in Henderson. I mean, is it completely shocking that Jeff Saturday has the job? Yes. Would it be shocking if they end up having success with Jeff Saturday? Yeah. But, I mean, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Back to second and 10. Ryan back to pass. Slant caught Campbell. 30, 25, 20. Angling left side 10. Breaks a tackle. Oh my goodness. Touchdown, Colts. Now, back to Cofield and Company. Live at Twin Peaks. Oh, it was possible. Colts win it 25 20. Raiders now 2 and 7. Willie, Cofield, Twin Peaks. Hanging out with the ladies. Getting ready for the Eagles game. 29 degree beer. Scenic views. Appetizer special, select apps, two, four, and six bucks. And maybe you get to watch the, well, you definitely get to watch them, but maybe they're the best team in the NFL. Yesterday were not two of the best teams in the NFL. I'll give credit to the Colts, though. They, they've got some character. They've got some moxie. And you look at the numbers, Matt Ryan starts, solid game. Big run in the fourth quarter, which is just absurd. But 21-28, to 28, a touchdown. 
Johnny Taylor back, almost seven yards of carry, 147 on the ground, 66-yard run, total yards for the game. Not a fluke. Colts dominated. 415 to 309. Yards per play, even less of a fluke. For play, Willie, for the Colts, 4.8 for the Raiders. And Derek Carr, solid, not spectacular. 248 in the air, two touchdowns. But, again, we're talking about the little things. When it came down to it at the end of the game, can't lay the ball where he needs to. And Devontae Adams really wasn't very open on the fourth down, so maybe he shouldn't have thrown it to him, even if that was the play design. And then Foster Morrow, decent throw. Thought Morrow had the ball, but couldn't come up with it third and six. Close play, close play, close play. No, 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 no. And the Raiders are now 0-6 in these close games and 2-7 and overall. And for Jim Irsay, you know, he's the guy who was called a loon, a moron. What's wrong with this guy? No one's done this since freaking Norm Van Brocklin, bringing someone out uh, into the NFL who hasn't coached at all. Here's Irsay talking about what worked. He was happy. Just proud of him and all the guys. You know, I knew that that Jeff would know how to mold and, and delegate to some of our great coaches and our players that are great leaders. And and Jeff knows how to do that. He's a, a great leader and he uses everything around him to make the team better. And and I always said that he's very he's an unusual guy and extremely talented and mature beyond his years. And he's you know he has those sort of capabilities to do what he did, and, and all the coaches rallied around him. So proud for you know Parks and the whole staff. The defense got a great stop at the end with Gus, and you know again you score 25, you're going to win a lot of games in this league. Jim Mercy, Colts owner, are you will, are you willing to say right now that uh, Jeff Saturday is a better motivator than Josh McDaniels? I don't know. I haven't been in either locker room. That should have earned me a smack right in my face. That's an absurd question. But is it? I will tell you this. Going back to before the recording, you talked about Devontae Adams. You said, well, Derek Carr and I'm going to... Devontae Adams has 481 yards before catch. After 303. His average yards per catch after the reception, 5.3. So he's putting in the work. I mean, no one's going to question his effort. Yesterday, he, I mean, he got a first down well, that's just him. near midfield. It was it was insane. He was like a running back, carrying guys, carrying two and three guys. Let me let me let me put it in more perspective for you because no I'm, one's I'm, questioning I'm, Adam's. No, desire. I'm not questioning Devontae. I'm you going off. Way, he'll knock I'm your going ass off. To the too. I'm going no off. one's questioning his. Desire. Listen, no one's questioning. I'm going Devontae off your Adams comment desire. about Derek Carr. Right. He's had decent da da da. No, how about this, Josh Jacobs? For the season, total yards passes traveled in the air before being caught, minus 23. So he's catch, obviously catching behind the line of scrimmage. 223 yards after the catch for Josh Jacobs. What I'm saying is that Derek Carr's numbers in this system are because of a lot of the work that these guys are doing after they're catching it. He's not having his best season and quite possibly in nine years, maybe his second or third to worst season. Is it because of him? Is it because of the system? Is it because of the play calling? Is it because of the you can't get in a groove with the with the play with the way the calls are being played? I don't know. The plays are being called. Just don't know. Now on to the postgame crying by Derek Carr. We'll okay. play the audio next hour. Okay. 
to go back to what I just said about Jeff Saturday, I have no idea if that was the reason that they came together, that he's some master motivator. I'm sure he could be decent at as a former player. On car crying, what I don't like about it, show the emotion all you want. What I don't like about it is that it was eventually leading to tearing other players. And I don't think you need to do that publicly. That was all an elaborate setup, real emotion or not, to lay into other players. Why does that have to be done publicly? Well, With all the leaders on this team, that needs to be done publicly? I don't know. I, 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 don't, you know I, don't, have, I don't have the answer. You know for, the I, answer. I get what you're saying, but you know he answer. didn't call anybody out. Which, which, is, which, in a lot of ways, if I'm on the team, it's even worse. Well... Like bro, now I'm getting blanketed as he also he also clar- he also clarified by apologizing, saying it's nine years of doing this, and it finally hit me. So he's never taken the stand, uh, the lectern, and lost it emotionally and broken down on the lectern. I asked longtime beat writer Paul Gutierrez. I asked the PR, the head of media relations, who's been there for how many years, even before he was in charge, when Mike Taylor was in charge. They said they've never seen him break down like that. Never. So, nine years of frustration, I mean, it, it caught up with him. What are you going to do? You come out of a meet. He, and here, let me just clarify because everybody's talking. You're seeing these clips. If you weren't in the meet, if you weren't the 20 people that were in there that know from when he walked up, shut up, he didn't just start crying. He walked up, and he was sniffling, stuffy nose, eyes were red, welling up already. So he had been emotional already in the locker room. He said that the leaders of the team met with the team, which was needed. A team meeting only, a team only meeting, I don't know, whether the coaches, whether they were all in there and they spoke up, be it Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, uh, Matt Collins, Derek Carr, whoever's a labeled captain... They all spoke their piece. Derek Carr came into that room emotional. When you're asked questions that trigger it and you can't control it, for the first time in nine years and you've had the type of career he's had and you've endured what he's had, and I'm not trying to make him the victim, he's been the fault of a lot of situations. He's brought a lot of things on, a lot of losses on. He's been at fault. He said yesterday, I'm not perfect. It's the effort. He didn't call anybody else out, but at some point, that's all he was saying. I get it. I know what you're saying. Now, if he would have came out there and just lambasted a specific unit or or did enough to where it insinuates and you could figure out who he's talking about, we're all walking out of there going, who? Well, who doesn't care? Because then McDaniels was asked about it, and he's like, I got no problem with effort. Well, then we got a disconnect between the coach Maybe and the player. How about Carr this? said their guys aren't putting in the same effort as he is. How about this? To get his body right, he just to be able to sleep at night. No, he didn't. Time out. Read the quote. He didn't say other players though, did he? He just said it's when players are doing what they have to do to get to sleep at night and to get their body. Maybe he was talking about the coaches. All right, give me Carr cut three. Let's see if this has the uh, the part about effort. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. 
hard knowing what <clears throat> some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off. <laughs> I wish everybody in that room felt the, the same, same way, way about this place. A PR guy? Who's no. he going after? Could be the coaches. So coaches. What some guys are doing to their bodies to sleep at night. So not all fifty-three guys have to do something. Maybe maybe there are rookies right. that don't. Okay, so maybe he's calling I'm, out McDaniel's. And, maybe and, uh, he is. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's getting after. Uh, we don't know who he's talking Mick about. Lombardi. Okay, look, don't be a wise ass. I'm because I'm going to be. I'm making an assumption as the players that it's I'm not make, the coaches. Yes, you're one hundred percent. It's right. not Marcel it, Reese. It's not. It's not Mark Davis. It, no, it, it 100% sounds or like clarify there, it. There, don't, there, don't there are Don't be guys. ambiguous so now we don't know who you're talking about. Someone's not holding up their end of the bargain. Okay, who, and Derek Carr's calling him out. Who did and it? And McDaniel who, who says the it? effort's good. Who was it? Who was it, PFF guy? Who's I have it? no idea. Well, but, but, but the grades may tell it. There's no grade that's going to tell effort. Oh, okay. So I don't know why you're pivoting to PFF grades. Well, I'm just asking you. That's what I'm saying is we don't I mean, know. I will say we, you're, we don't know you're, probably, you're probably going to grade under 50 if you're not going max effort all the time. What if the players, what if he means that some of the coaches don't care what they're putting out there and, and they're coming across a different way and there's a disconnect? That's what I'm saying. Maybe there's a disconnect in the coaches and they're not appreciating the effort. Wednesdays, it's the Marcus Arroyo Radio Show at 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Same thing as last week, same thing as all the other weeks, pretty much. Sunday's supposed to be fun, and that's the least fun day of the week right now, so we got to fix that. It's not about being perfect. It's not football. Football is the most imperfect, most team sport that there is. So at the end of the day, it's doing your job and making the plays when you caught on and when you get the opportunities, and we just don't do that at a high enough level right now. Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Do your 111. Radio show, do your 1-4. Take care of your business. And you might win some games. Devontae Adams sounding uh, very down there, but also pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. And, you know, you and I are bickering. Everyone should be mad. I'm not a Raiders fan, but, I, you know, I want to see him do well for the market. It's been poor this year, 2-7. and seven. Jim Irsay tweeting out an hour ago. The owner of the Colts already thumped his chest. Yeah, I hired Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I hired him. He tweets out, Willie, a little while ago. All you critics, you criticize all of us in the NFL for losing. When we make moves to win, you act so righteous. Who are you crapping? I don't know. Where is he going with this? Oh, no. The last line, Willie. Let me read it to you again. All you critics, you criticize all of us in the NFL for losing. When we make moves to win, you act so righteous. Who are you crapping? Closes with, just win, baby. Steve just might drop the mic. That's a mic drop. What the frig? You know what? How about this? Good for Jim Irsay. He deserves it. He deserves to be able to do that. He deserves everything he's gotten in life. You are right. I mean. He made the bold move to get rid of Frank Reich and bring in Jeff Saturday. The schedule makers gave him the Raiders, so that helped. Just win, baby. What is he doing? It was like... How dare you? It was either two weeks ago or three weeks ago. You were sitting where I'm at. I was where you're at. And Adam was down there, and we all looked at him and said, we still think the Colts can win the AFC South. 
So what are we talking about here? Jonathan Taylor's back. Matt Ryan's back where he belongs. Fact is, they got a high school coach that's going to lead them to. I mean, Tony fact Sanchez. Is, Tony Sanchez. Fact, fact is, they have a high school coach that's going to lead them to the playoffs. Is yeah, that, that makes sense. He's one and zero. That makes sense. Hey, good for him, man. He made a bold move, and I hope it works out. But the just win baby at the end. Sure, dagger. Are you kidding me? Well, save that energy for the Snide Dog, Dan Snyder. I don't even know what they play, but. It's going to be a long. How broken is this team? It's broke. It's broke. Shattered. So who's safe? Um, Josh McDaniels. That's it? Josh, yeah. Mark Davis is safe. He owns the team. Mark Davis. McDaniels? Safe. Like even Ziggler is on the hot seat? The GM? Well, okay, I'm not thinking administrative. I'm thinking coach down. So and if Josh McDaniels is safe, then I think his guys. I think Patrick Graham is, is not safe. I don't think he's safe. Why not? Uh, the defense sucks. I wish you wouldn't mince words. <laughs> I came to grips yesterday. It's just, it was it's, like a revelation. It's bad. It well, you can say it. The, the 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 offense finally came up with big plays to challenge when they were in the pat. We saw Arizona come back on this team. We saw the Saints shut the offense down. We saw the Jaguars do it. We, we saw yeah, Matt Ryan rip off a 39-yard run. Yesterday, we saw the offense come up with big play after big play to hang and challenge and go for the win in the second half. We saw the defense screw up. At least, I, you know, like last week with Jacksonville, what was it? At a certain point, they had been on the field for five plays. How tired was that defense? Yeah. So they were doing the best that they could. Yesterday, they couldn't make a stop. So, I will say, in defense of his defense, he was given a team that was a bit thin at linebacker and in the defensive backfield. Not exactly swimming with superstars. And that's the sacrifice you make when when your quarterback and wide receiver make $61 million. I'm so deep into this season at this point. When did they let Casey Hayward? Did they let Casey Hayward go or did Casey Hayward walk before they got here? Because he he, he didn't need to go. Casey Hayward didn't need to go anywhere. Right. Unique Ngakwe. Willie, when 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 you list all the guys that they let go, outside of Hayward, there's not one guy playing top 50 at his position. Where's Ngakwe ranked? 111 out of 124. Yeah, well, looked good yesterday. But you get my point. I'm not, I'm not going to rip their personnel department. Uh, so Ngakwe is gone, and let me get the number right, 111 out of 119 defensive ends. Quinton Jefferson's gone, 97 of 124 at his position. Johnny Hankins traded 104 of 124 at his position. Hayward's 49 at his position of 114. Trayvon Mullen doesn't play. He just hasn't been healthy. He doesn't play. Right. And Jonathan Abram, who got let go of last week, was 70. 70- Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez. Or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. 100% they are. And, oh, by the way, they just beat Buffalo. So, yes, I'll double down on what I said last week. And here's the thing. They're going to host at least... One playoff game and probably at least two. 
hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company. Rex Ryan. He knows football sometimes. Are the Vikings... He was talking about the Vikings there. Are the Vikings... There's no answer to this, but... Are the Vikings the least trusted 8-1 team in the last 25 years? Just because of Kirk Cousins. Do you believe in them? Your mic's up. You're there. You'll be there eventually. I, I trust. Uh, I believe in them, sure. You do? Yes. Good game yesterday. Who was the, who was the quarterback for the uh, Buccaneers when they beat the Raiders? Brad Johnson? Keep going. i got to hear this one. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, we could go over, t- over, t- we could go over. There's been, you're right. There's been a couple of ordinary quarterbacks who've made it to a Super Bowl. Like five of them. Who in the heck? I'm in, trying to in think. What are we, what are we at now? Are we at 57, so. Okay, I'm being, I'm being real We're ign- looking at what, 114 I'm showing some ignorance right now. Like this is how tired I am. Um, who was. Who um, the answer is probably going to be, was, I, I don't remember. Baltimore's okay. quarterback against Frisco when it was all defense. Usually he started the season as a backup. Yeah, Trent Dilfer. No, just it'll come to me. Uh, yes, I, I, I you want? I'm going to tell you the truth. You know what? You know why? The NFC is wide. Talking Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yeah. Wide open, Steve. Wide open. The Eagles, they're they're not proving anything to me yet at eight and zero. The Vikings not proving anything to me at eight and one. You know who might be the most dangerous team in the NFC? Uh oh. Buccaneers are back. Tom Brady, NFL needs a good storyline. What about Seattle? You are, you know what? Who have the who have the Eagles and the Vikings beaten that they are so threatening because of their record? Let's look at the Eagles, Lions, Wait, Vikings, thought, Commanders, you, I, Jaguars, Cardinals. We started out saying you believe in the Vikings, and then three minutes later you're trying no, to make a point. And you're like, who? Have yes, they played? I believe in the Vikings. I believe in the Eagles. I believe, the NFC is wide open. Is what I'm saying. So, yes, it's possible with that quarterback. Anything's possible because none of these teams are – the Vikings' most uh, impressive win was yesterday against the Bills. So the Eagles' most impressive win was over the Vikings. Seahawks, they're coming off a bye week. Oh, who do they – who do they get? Or they're going into a bye week. Who do they get next? Oh, (laughs) the Las Vegas Raiders. My God. This is it is pretty incredible in the NFC. While I'm trying to take a shot at Kirk Cousins, they're all kind of Kirk Cousins like like quarterback. Like the teams over 500, give me the quarterback where you're like, yeah, totally trust them. Niners, Seahawks, Vikings, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. Who do I trust the most in the NFC? You're saying which quarterback? That's above 500. Sure, that's the question. Yeah, that's tough. But it's going to probably go between Dak, Dak and Hurts, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Geno. You can't trust him. I kind of trust Hurts the most of all this. Well, yeah. You just, see, but you, you twist and mix words because it's what you do, and you take stuff out of context. That was close. Uh, but I also trust Geno Smith. I mean, he there's a cousins like name, but he's getting it done. They these days they just got to manage a game. They don't even need to be great. You said some ridiculous things on the show. Yes, I have. But I also was ridiculed for backing Geno Smith at the beginning of the season. And who's leading the NFC West? Tough guy. It's a long season. <laughs> it's a long season. I need one we more got, win to be. Got, I I need I, I 
I need one more win from your Jets to have a second bet under my belt. The only thing that you've got locked up is the Raiders. We made five total or four? Four. I thought we made a fifth. No. We will. We won't. We'll need a tiebreaker. I'm going to win the, the other two the, bets. I've got the picket get bet. The Raiders is a loss. I've got the Texans plus two and a half wins. God, the Jags. Come on. <laughs> How many close? I mean, it wasn't that close yesterday. I need the Jets to hit seven wins. Lordy. Yeah, the Jags minus two and a half wins was a this? weird bet we made. For, hey, Jags over Texans. Forget about, the, forget about all that. Forget about the NFC. We have said steadily. JVT sat in one day with us, right? We said the Chiefs are probably, or on the Monday that he get, jumps in with us, the Chiefs are probably the most the dangerous team in the AFC. What about these Miami Dolphins? Nobody thought anything about Tua. Let me go back to the NFC where we were talking. Okay, let's go back. Um, Vikings. We started with the Vikings. Yes. You get off track all the time. So you sound like you sort of trust the Vikings. I don't. It's not that I trust the Vikings. I trust like the NFC to me is wide open. I don't see any I don't see a clear cut favorite. Right. So sure. Do I trust the Giants? Sure. Do I trust the Cowboys? Sure. Do I trust No you don't. You're now you you don't trust the Giants. You're just making that up. Steve, it's really it's wide open. You're right, I don't trust the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just saying stuff, but and then, I, but and then I do, you think about it. You, no, two sentences later, you're like, yeah, you're right. Actually. No, the Giants, I, I probably I wouldn't. But, I mean, the NFC is wide open. It really is. With what I saw with, I mean, now Brady with the divorce and his mind is clear, and they're in first place. They just got to get into the They just got to get into the game. You got to get into the show at the end of the season. That's it. There's no clear-cut favorite. Get into will the show, you, and we'll see you in the playoffs. Will you lend me 50 bucks to put some bets down on the Buccaneers' futures? Will I lend you 50 bucks? I mean, what I really mean is will you just give it to me because I'm going to bet it, and you might not get it back unless I win. Will you go halves? That's, that's, that's one of my favorite things. I used to watch I used to watch a, a local slot player always want to go halves with everyone. I'm like, don't don't go halves with them. You're not going to get your money back. All right. Well, Never then, wins. Well, then you just answered my question. Never wins. <laughs> no, that's not me. I win bets all the time. Sure, Not that yeah. much this year. I took it in the shorts yesterday. Did you? On what? A lot of totals. I went three and six. Totals? NFC Championship right now. Buccaneers seven to one. I don't love that at five five and five. That's Give me a, something. Yeah, yeah. I Come have. on, books. Here's what I had yesterday. Ready? Yep. Broncos under. Dolphins. Vikings under. Jaguars plus nine and a half. Got chooched on the half point. Had the Jags over. Had the Colts under. Cowboys. Rams under. Giants under. You really have fallen back in. Yeah. You busted my chops a couple weeks ago, and you're like, it's your fault. I'm betting. I'm like, I didn't tell you to bet seven totals a week. I play like one or two games. What are, what are you doing? I hadn't bet in, in, in quite – I hadn't bet all week. Like I said, just give me your money. I'll bet it for you, and we'll see how we do. Uh, you know my uh, my favorite play yesterday? No. Bears. Two touchdown lead going to the fourth quarter against the hapless Lions. How'd that work out yeah. for you? Lions, Lions hadn't come back in a game trailing by 14 or more in the fourth quarter. You know when the last time was? 29 years ago. And I got to bet the other side. So, and But you, guess what? Have- when you bet Justin Fields, that's what you get. You get freaking spectacular. And 60-plus yard runs, and then you get pick six the other way. And then at the end of the game, throw the ball, bro. It's your last chance. It's fourth down. You can't get sacked, but that's what happens. Betting's tough, my friend. Any in-game stuff? Did you? No, no. It was very light yesterday. 
Very light. You I'm were, not like you. I'm not. I, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't play six, seven bets on you, a Sunday. You were. You were. For you to have a couple, just a couple of plays and no in-game, and it's a Sunday. You you were sidetracked. You were some, you, something had you yesterday because what do you think it was? I, t- I well, it had to. It involves ESO, and it had to, had to do had to do with setting up a Sunday night something because the Chargers were on. But the bottom line no, is, is you were distracted because I texted you what I thought was some pretty cool news, and I didn't even get a thumbs up or a cool. Or no, what we what we we were both trying to motivate each other slash rip on each other last week about something, and I'm guessing I did it and you didn't. Because I get motivated by the show and by you. I listen. Oh. What were we bickering about last week? Bickering? Yeah. I don't remember. So many things. We know Ari has no clue. He's he's looking there with got that thumb on the uh, the chin look. Like, oh, I have no idea. I wasn't listening. I mean, outside of this minute right now where we have his attention, if you just dropped an F-bomb, your career's over. You got no shot. Well, no, he, last week we were bickering well, he about. Would, he wouldn't drop it on purpose. We were just, bickering about the timeline here. That, like, it's this is it. The jig is up. You going to decorate for the holidays or not? Oh. Is that where you were? I doing? went full bore. Okay. The tree is up. The lights, the outside lights are not up, but they're going up tonight. Okay. And uh, who's putting them up? And they, I am. Um, you don't have like the service come by? No, I'm not doing that. No. I'm pretty confident I can do it. So I'm either going to do it successfully when I was married and, hit the, and, and hit the road next week, or I'm going to have no success and I'll be hitting a hospital. We had we had a we had the biggest plot, lot plot lot. We had the biggest plot, lot. plot sounds like that's yeah, yeah, that sounds good. We had the biggest lot parcel of land right. in this gated community. You know, like they're all it was a master plan gated community with like let's say six different master plans. Oh, and we have one of the bigger ones outside of the ones that were zoned for ranch on the perimeter. So we had a huge home. But my wife was always the one that wanted to. Bobby, she would always want to be the one that put the lights up. She And she would just say, just grab me a six-pack and give me a lower tab and I'll be good. Wow. Yeah. I just say, okay. Getting up there. Was the lower tab for after putting the lights up or during? During. Just be completely whacked? Yeah. Just. Wow. <laughs> Willie's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sure. Not worried about her falling off a ladder or anything? You're all good? No. No shot. She, she, she was an athlete. She was a black belt. Yeah, we made good progress. Real good progress. A lot of good stuff. I got to hang, hang up the stockings, though. I think I'm up to 27 stockings. By the chimney with care? Uh, our chimney's kind of weak, but, yeah, it'll be up near the chimney, above a window. It's good. It's very festive. You can feel it, right? You can feel it in my voice. Casa de Cofield is very festive for the holidays. Are you? In it the, actually is. Are you in the SO... Lists people? Are you one big gift? Are uh, you- she bought me some stuff yesterday. But you want to hear the cheesiness of it? I'm like, yeah, you know what? You keep you keep uh, two of the three things. You wrap it. I'll forget I got them. You wrap them. I won't remember. Christmas hits. I'll be like, oh my god! Oh, I forgot we I, got I, these. I, I, I see. This what is saying. great. So you buy them. Tell her this is for me. It's better, right? I guess. Why? Why surprise each other? You're probably not going to nail it. Better that way. I buy myself my own gifts. I assume tomorrow we start up with our lineup of our vast music library of holiday songs. Yes, that will that will happen tomorrow. Twin Peaks on a Monday, getting ready for the Eagles game. More on the Raiders. We'll get into uh, Derek Carr kind of losing it after the game and shedding some tears.